It's almost hard to believe that this event occurred 79 years ago today. 79 years ago. And how its memory is being lost in the midst of time. This is Robert St. John in the NBC newsroom in New York. Ladies and gentlemen, we may be approaching a fateful hour. All night long, bulletins have been pouring in from Berlin, claiming that D-Day is here. Claiming that the invasion of Western Europe has begun. Uh, Let me read you several of the latest bulletins. One says that a report, unconfirmed by allied sources of course, says that heavy fighting is taking place between the Germans and invasion forces on the Normandy Peninsula, about 31 miles southwest of La Havre. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. 79 years ago today, young men, young men barely 17, 18, 19, or 20, landed on the beaches of Normandy. Most of the first wave died as they tried to to make landfall, to begin what we know as D-Day, to bring victory to Europe. I've seen pictures of many of these young men and how many families' hearts were broken when their sons would not be coming home. World War II was one of those events that changed the course of world history. It changed the map in Europe. It changed politics. It changed so much. Some for the good, and I hate to say it, but some for the bad. Millions upon millions of people died in Europe and also in the war in the Pacific Theater with Japan. My wife's father landed at Normandy on D-Day and made it through the Battle of the Bulge and on to, to Germany. My father served in the Pacific in the United States Marines. He never talked much about what he experienced. I know in his later years some of his memories were troublesome of the things that he had to do. And I'm sure that was true for many in the greatest generation. Honestly, the United States in 1939 and 1940 had no desire to be in any war. They had been in one international war 20 years earlier in Europe. And most Americans just wanted nothing to do with it. They wanted to have peace at home. Yet we were pulled into that war. We were told this war would bring freedom, prosperity to the globe. And the truth is it hasn't. Here we are today with a huge military budget, conflicts all over, wars and rumors of wars. There are those that make tremendous amounts of money and profits from being involved in warfare. And we're told that all of this is for freedom and the American way and apple pie. You've heard it all before. But is that the world that we have today? 
even here in the United States, are we really a free nation anymore? Like we were told years ago that we were. Or is that too evaporating before our very eyes? Maybe freedom is falling into the mist of time as well. Today, I'm going to share a few stories to give you an idea of where we are. I'm not going to deal at all today with pride going before the fall month. I, I just don't have I just don't have the stomach for it today. Except to say, anytime you get an email or a solicitation from some company or store or whatever urging you to fly a pride banner, choose not to do business with that company at least for the month of June at minimum. And let them know you're disgusted. They're going to keep doing it as long as they keep getting away with it. They're more concerned about their, what they call the IDE, the Inclusive Diversity and Equity Score, that banks, international bankers, are demanding of companies. They want them to be into the Pride Month. They want them into all this weirdness. They want them to celebrate something that is just not normal. And they want them to also promote transgenderism. When I look at the world today, is this the world? Is this the world that my father and my wife's father fought to preserve? They risked their lives to give us a better world and we are trashing their memories. Most all of those young men that served 79 years ago that landed at D-Day are gone now. Only a tiny handful remain. I read a story about one, a Marine who turned 101 about two years ago. And shortly before his death, he was talking about his experiences and the world today and there were tears in his eyes to say this is not what we fought for. This is not the world we hoped to give our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. He was disgusted, like I am, by what he saw. There is no doubt in my mind that the United States that has been blessed so much over time is coming to a day of judgment and that day is rapidly approaching. Freedom is just another word for nothing else to lose. I remember that that line from that old song, me and Bobby McGee, and those words are actually very true. Freedom's just another word for nothing else to lose. And that's where we have come to today in the United States. Nothing else to lose except all that we have. There was a story that came out a couple of days ago about a children's choir. It's called the Rushing Brook Children's Choir. They're from Greenville, South Carolina. They are an extraordinarily talented group of young children, Christian children, The choir is affiliated with a very prestigious Christian school 
in Greenville. And so we're not talking about just some random children that can sing. We're talking about a choir that that sings like this. So this is not just a small, random group of elementary and junior high and high school children. These are very talented, virtually professional, and they have uniforms, and they perform in many venues. All across the Southeast and parts of the United States, they they sing in churches, they sing in large venues. They go to Asheville, North Carolina, to the Biltmore Estate for their candlelight Christmas Eve services. These are professional. And they had arranged a trip to Washington, D.C. at the end of the school year to learn about our nation's capital. And they had arranged with their congressman in South Carolina and their senator in South Carolina to be able to sing at our nation's capital the entire national anthem, all the verses. They were in their uniforms, and they were in what is called Statuary Hall, where all the statues of the statesmen and founders of this nation are kept to show our history. And there in that beautiful setting, with many there to see this event, these children sang the national anthem until, now remember, this had already been arranged for them to be there, but the Capitol Police, the Gestapo of Nancy Pelosi, put a stop to the choir. So what horrible thing did these young children and their choir master do at the Capitol? What caused the Capitol Hill police to come up and say, stop? I mean, they were on the last verse. They were almost done when they were stopped. And the question is why? I've seen some video The acoustics were wonderful for this rendition of our nation's national anthem at our nation's capital. And why were they stopped? Because the Capitol Police thought the song might be offensive. And it might be considered a protest or a demonstration Our national anthem in our nation's capital. For the love of almighty God, what is wrong with our woke, stupid Capitol Police and Democrats that think it's a good idea to get rid of our national anthem and trash this nation? What is wrong with these people? And so, the Rushingbrook Children's Choir was told to stop. Capitol Police said that singing is not usually allowed, that officers were just not aware that it had been approved. 
Although pop-up demonstrations and performances are not allowed at the U.S. Capitol without approval, due to a miscommunication, the Capitol Police said they were not aware that the Speaker's office had approved this performance. I think the Capitol Hill Police don't want to communicate with the current leadership of the House of Representatives. I think they're still in the pockets of their prior masters. And there's a lot that they did that needs to be exposed. I'm at a point in my life where I am so ashamed of my country. I am disgusted by much of the leadership in both major parties. You have one party that is absolutely hell-bent on destroying the United States. It is like a satanic cause for them to destroy everything good. Wokeism, transgenderism. See if your little five-year-old may be gay. We can encourage your child to either change their, their, their gender or their sexual attractions as a child. This is child abuse, child molestation. It is evil beyond words. And this is what our nation is pushing. Our corporations are pushing. The president himself is pushing. And God will judge harshly, all of them. This is not what my father served for in World War II. This is not what my wife's dad went through landing at Normandy 79 years ago. This is not the nation that he fought for. This is an abomination, no longer a real nation under God. It is a nation condemned by God for what it is doing today. Now, thankfully, the choir has been invited back to the Capitol and their expenses will be paid to get there to finally have the performance they had been given permission to do from the very beginning. I really believe it was intentional by the Capitol Police not to get the word out, to make sure there was a scene, to remind everybody we're in charge of this building. This is no longer the people's house. This is the house of the elites, and we rule over you. I am tired of the fakes the phonies, and the frauds. I really am. Those that claim to be good conservatives, those that promise fiscal responsibility and then spend money like drunken sailors on a three-day leave, on payday. And that's insulting to sailors, I know. At least the sailor gets sober. But these power-drunk fools in D.C. have no moral compass. The budget deal is proof that they're liars. There's no savings. It's all fake and phony. And you're supposed to believe it. I saw this ad I mentioned the other day. Just praising Leader McCarthy. What a bunch of baloney. What a bunch of garbage. What, What a bunch of lies. Your money's going to be worth less. And these planet-worshipping, demonically-possessed people, they're determined to put you in your digital, free-range prison. 
They have a death wish to control every aspect of your life. What you're allowed to think, what you're allowed to say, what you're allowed to eat, what you're allowed to do, where you're allowed to go. They want to know everything about you. A few weeks ago, a guy by the name of Jared Bosley ventured out into his farm to plant alfalfa. Now, their farm in Brown County, South Dakota, you know, one of those ruby red counties and states, has been owned by his family for four generations. They're hardworking. They grow corn, beans, alfalfa, in addition to raising cattle. They also plant trees on the property to protect the land and have a windbreak. They have put, put their entire life into this farm, and they're passing along solid values to their kids. The 17-year-old daughter and 13-year-old son help every day on that farm doing the right things for that land. Every spare penny the family has goes into the farm. Now, one day, he was about nine miles away from his residence when he received a text from his wife, who works as a nurse but was home that day on leave from her job recovering from some surgery. And she was in the shower when she heard their front door open and a voice yell, hello. And Mrs. Bosley asked her husband if he was expecting anybody, to which she said no. So she got dressed to find out who it is. These men identified themselves as surveyors from a company called Summit Carbon Solutions. The Bosley family is just one of 80 South Dakota farmers that are now facing eminent domain lawsuits filed because of a phony climate change stupid idea where they're going to have a, you ready for this, a 2,000 mile carbon capture pipeline to get rid of CO2. And they're going to demolish that farm and ruin it for something so idiotic and stupid. Because unfortunately, even though we have a Fifth Amendment that our federal government ignores when they feel like it, eminent domain has been held up as correct by our Supreme Court in the United States. And in South, in South Dakota, there's no clear process for eminent domain. They could lose their farm for this green energy, garbage, stupid, demonic scam. On and on this goes. On and on it goes. This worship the earth anti-God group claiming that CO2 is destroying the planet. We used to have higher levels of CO2 and a very green and plush planet. And all that greenery, all the trees, all the vegetables, everything, what are they giving off? Oxygen for us to breathe. Yet these demonically possessed fools think it's they've got to get rid of it. God is going to judge them. And here we are looking at this kind of insanity. Minnesota, another state that's gone communist. A state that has been consumed by socialists, control freaks, neo-Marxists, you name it. In a small 
supposedly mostly rural state. Those cities, like Minneapolis, St. Paul, run the show, and they're running that state into the sewer. Other states, like California, Oregon, New York, upstate New York is primarily farming and rural. But it's the downstate New York City and a couple of cities in the upstate that control the state politically. In states like Minnesota, you get outside of the big cities, it is a conservative state. It is a farming state. Yet in a place like Minnesota, abortion is considered a fundamental right all the way to the end of pregnancy and beyond if they can get their way. It's a refuge state for children, little kids seeking sex changes. It is a take pride state, which prohibits nonprofits from discriminating against gender identity and hiring practices. It has repealed all protection for babies that survived abortions so they can be killed. It has gutted reporting requirements for any abortion facility. It has legalized marijuana use. It has raised the gas tax by indexing it to inflation. Increased sales taxes and fees for vehicles. They're pushing for electric cars like that's going to work on the farm. Enacted automatic voter registration. They want to pre-register. You ready? This 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds to vote. And on and on it goes. And they got rid of Columbus Day and made Juneteenth a state holiday. They've banned any kind of conversion therapy. And they are working on eliminating cash bail for criminals. We learned over the past couple of years how governments, when given the ability to control you, will take that, take that opportunity. A guy in Canada said he's truly angry about what happened to him and his family because of their refusal to take the COVID vaccine. And he said he never believed Nazi Germany was possible until COVID. And now he knows it is possible, and he also believes it will happen again. But this time, this time the gloves will be off, and there'll be nowhere to hide. And I believe he's correct. And I believe the United States is right behind the communist in Canada and the little man-child dictator that runs the place into the ground, into hell, The globalists want us to live in our 15-minute cities where we can't go more than 15 minutes away from our prison homes. They want to move people into big cities. I'm reading about this in Europe. They want to build a massive city, and everybody stays there. They want to get you out of the country. They don't want you out in nature because you're killing nature. You're polluting it with your CO2. Now that the dust has settled on the COVID scam, and that's what I believe it is and how government used it, look, I'm not going to get into this today. I really don't have a whole lot of time. I may later this week. The CDC in the United States and the WHO, the World Health Organization, 
their policies and procedures guaranteed many, if not millions, died unnecessarily because of the treatments they were giving in nursing homes and the hospitals. I believe in the United States, I've been reading some numbers, I believe that 80% of all those that died of COVID were murdered. They could have been cured. They could have been saved, but they weren't. The protocols and the, the millions of dollars given to hospitals, if not billions, bought their obedience to do things the way the CDC said. And proven medications we knew back in 2005 from the first go-round with SARS-CoV in 2003 and 2004 suddenly were banished. I believe Nuremberg trials need to be held for those that intentionally ran this scam. That includes Dr. Fraud Fauci and so many others, Rochelle Walensky, It was a test run to see how far they can go. We no longer live in a free nation. Green energy is coming to take your cars and your freedoms away from you. They would like to see a lower population. The elites, the less than 1%, want control over the other 99 It's time to say enough is enough is enough. And remember those young, brave men on this day 79 years ago heard General Dwight Eisenhower encourage them with these words. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers-in-arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. There'll be bluebirds over the white cliffs of Dover tomorrow. Just you wait. And see, there'll be love and laughter and peace ever after tomorrow when the world is free. It is so sad that those young men that landed on the beaches at Normandy 79 years ago today to fight 
to protect the world and bring freedom and peace and harmony. The world we have today is not that world any longer. It's heartbreaking. The millions that died, I believe needlessly because the world we have today is no better than the world we had then. And I believe morally, spiritually, and otherwise, it's dead. We're going to take a break right now, and we'll change directions when we come back on the other side. This radio ministry can use your support. We really need it. If you can help us, you can go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. You can also make a check or a money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, Post Office Box 510. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code 24319. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The land of Gezerah. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. On the holiest day of the year, the high priest laid his hands on the head of the goat, put the sins of Israel on the goat, sent it away to a place the Bible calls a solitary land. The word in Hebrew is Gezerah, to a Gezerah land. And, and it meant it was, in the days of the Bible, it was into the wilderness, the desert. The Gezerah means uninhabited, separated, and cut off. So the goat has to go to Gezerah land, land of uninhabited, separated, and completely cut off. What does that mean to you? Well, a lot. See, Messiah is your scapegoat. And it means he took your sins to the land of Gezerah, which means a land that's separated from what? from you as far as the east is from the west it means it's a land that's uninhabited which means nobody can dwell there which means you can't dwell there you can't even go there you can't even visit your sins are in a place that's uninhabited which means you cannot even say hello you can't pay them a, a prison visit nothing you can't you can't inhabit anymore so stop visiting your sins stop dwelling on them stop dwelling in the past on other people's sins your sins it's all gone and on that junk on that dark thing that messiah took away from your life Get it out. Forget it. It's gone. It's in the land of Gezerah, which means it's cut off. That means you have to cut it off completely. The thought of it, the memory of it, the guilt of it, the action of it, the regret of it, temptation of it, the habit of it, the action, everything, the memory of it. Cut it off. Say goodbye and no phone calls because Messiah has taken away all your sins, all the junk of the past, brought it to the land of Gezerah, the land that cannot be inhabited. Want more? Ask for the Azazel Factor. That's the scapegoat. The Azazel Factor. Now, the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel. Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's real. The mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. And sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for a victorious life in God. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. How? That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. 
I invite you to minister with me and bring the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. You will be blessed. It's the most amazing way, the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel through shortwave radio. It's amazing. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. I'd love to hear from you. Just write to the nice Jewish boy in box 1111. That's in Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey. Zip 07644. That's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. And it's 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, it's gone. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Ha'azazel, your scapegoat. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Tuesday, June the 6th. Yesterday on the program, I shared part of the church service, the first church service at Trinity Chapel, the new church that I am the pastor and we just opened. And I want to share more of that service with you today. Now, Believe me, it was a very different kind of a service. I had a, a Christian blues group in. I thought an informal time to get together to share the mission and the vision of this church would be a, just a wonderful way to meet and greet. So I want to take you back into that service at Trinity Chapel, located in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. And by the way, you can see the service online at trinitychapelvirginia.com. That's trinitychapelvirginia.com. So let's go back to this past Sunday as we listen to the group Soul Sandwich perform. Before I forget, one thing this church is going to need, I don't have any musicians. Uh, The Lord said, go buy a keyboard. I did. There's one around the side. Sounds really good. I kind of know how to play, but I can't preach and play and, you know, reminds me of the story about this young seminarian just out of seminary, went to a church. Maybe see if I got it in there now. (laughs) Young seminarian ends up church in Idaho. His first Sunday there, it's snowing. Really snowing. He gets over to the church and rings the church bell. Nobody comes in the door. Rings it again and one man came and sat down and the pastor goes up well no one's going to show up today so maybe we ought to cancel he goes no 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 when I call for my hogs and only one shows up I feed them okay 
So the pastor put on his vestments, went over to the piano and led the, the opening hymn, did everything, even the choir anthem. When it's all said and done, the pastor then goes to the back to greet his one and only parishioner and says to the guy, so what'd you think? He said, like I said, when I call for my hogs and only one shows up, I feed him, but I don't give him the whole bag. <laughs> so pray about what we need here. There are two things in particular, people that do music. I want, I'll get audio tracks, what any, whatever anybody needs. I know there's somebody out there that can sing, somebody that can play, somebody the Lord is tugging on their heart, and I hope to find that person soon. Maybe somebody would like to learn how to run this camera system and the audio that needs to be done from here. Now, I'm watching the time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this really close to an hour. I may be for this first Sunday because of the music a few minutes over. But pray about that need. If you know anybody that has that kind of a talent, let me know. I've got a card up there in the front. You can go to the website. Um, my email address is pretty easy, pastor at trinitychapelvirginia.com. It comes right to me. And I would be delighted because I know that this church is going to meet the needs of a community, a region, and even beyond. Now, I just want to take a couple of moments. I, I promise. By the way, someone said, how do you support a church when you don't pass an offering plate? And I'll quickly tell you the story on that. When my church was growing and doing very well in Florida, I was in my office one, one day, and the phone rang. Now, when you were an Anglican church, you know, in the yellow pages, remember those? hundred years ago? We were like in the first church in the book. And so normally as you get to the end of the month, you start getting people that are, that are having needs. And, and you learn, it's horrible, you kind of learn the scams from the real. And this, this gal called up, and I could tell she was very embarrassed. Her husband had just left her for another woman, drained the bank account and left the state, and her and her eight-year-old son high and dry. Yeah, people can do stuff like that. And she didn't want a charity. She, she said she'd be willing to pay it back. And, and, and the Lord just laid on my heart right then and there, just give her whatever she needs, and then some. So I said, certainly. I said, you, I said how far do you live from the church? I had a, I had a discretionary fund that, you know, that nobody knows how I spend it. People give to it that I could then help other people out. And so I gave her enough to take care of some groceries and a couple of utility bills. The job she had was not great. She was very dependent upon her husband's income. And, and I only thing I said is, just the, the only thing I want to return, consider maybe visiting the church one Sunday, you and your son. Son was eight years old. The next Sunday, she showed up with her son. And I know she was struggling. 
And that time of the service when the ushers come forward and I hand out the plates. You know, you've seen that done before. As I'm getting ready to set up for communion that Sunday, I kind of looked back there and I realized she's looking like fumbling. Do I have anything to put in the plate? My heart broke. It broke. I said, Lord, someday I'm going to have a church where I'm not going to intimidate anybody with an offering plate. I'll put a box somewhere. I'll do something, anything but passing that plate. I don't want a barrier between somebody and their Lord. And for some people, coming to a church, a new church, that's a barrier. It's hard. Sometimes when you're not doing well, things are tough. And that plate comes around, you feel embarrassed. I don't ever want that to happen to anybody. If you have a Bible, I'm just going to share a little bit from 1 John chapter 4. Beginning at verse 1. Makes it real easy. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come of the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is, is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard he, that he should come. And the spirit of Antichrist is in the world already, as you already know. I was thinking this morning as we were driving up, and I was having a rough morning. It's like Satan was fighting me tooth and nail. Almost choked on a pancake. I'm worn out. I'm tired. Doing this, I've had recent surgeries, so I'm recuperating. I got all this going on. And I'm going, Lord, I know you want me here. I know you want this church here, and you've called me to do it. I am 100% leaning on him today. This is not my own power. Trust me. I'm learning to lean a lot more as I get older because it's not, I don't have some of that strength that I had when I was a lot younger. This church, to me, is going to be an opportunity for many people to grow in the Lord, in their faith. If you're trying to figure out what we believe, it's what the apostles believed way back in that first century. It's what St. Paul was teaching as he traveled the world. It's a simple first century faith in a 21st century world. That's what it is. From time to time, we will have communion. We will baptize. There's a, bap there, there's a baptistry back there. Now, coming from my background, I, I was immersed myself, but coming out of my background, I didn't really get a chance to use one of those. Now, this time of the year, Hungry Mother's Day Park sounds like a great place to have a nice party and baptisms and everything else. I think in the good weather, I would rather do that. Simple faith, one God, one faith, one baptism for the remission of sins. We are saved by his grace. And in the world today, what really troubles me at times, and, and those that have ever heard me on radio, because I do a radio program primarily heard on shortwave as a, as a podcast. 
I, I, my heart breaks because of all the apostate churches that are out there now, walked away from what the Bible says, has rejected what God has taught. And instead of confessing their sins, they celebrate them. The Bible said these kind of days were going to come. I think of what it was like to have a church 20 years ago. It was a lot easier. You still had respect in ministry. You know, in my old job, I wore a collar. You may see me occasionally wear one around here. It just depends on what's going on. Not that it's important. But I can remember years ago traveling, if I wore one on an airliner, people would come up and talk to you and <laughs> tell you their problems and look for some prayer. In recent years, people will spit on you and curse at you for wearing a collar. There's, there's a hatred. There's a spirit of antichrist. And this is what we're fighting today. And this is what we're going to fight here in this church. One prayer, one changed life at a time. I've learned one thing in my ministry, and especially now that I'm older, hopefully wiser, more open to God's Holy Spirit. You know, last Sunday on the church calendar was Pentecost. You know, we celebrate the Holy Spirit empowering the church. And too many churches give it lip service instead of being empowered. And so I hope many of you can come back and be with us as we try to grow. Maybe you know somebody that needs to be in a church, and I know going through those front doors, that's going to be the hardest thing they're ever going to do, especially if they've been away for a while. I know what it's like, and I've met a lot of people that will tell me that coming through that door, their palms were sweaty, their heart was racing, and they were almost ready to run back to their car and leave because they didn't know what to expect. Well, most Sundays, service will be pretty basic. Some music, prayers, short message, maybe communion. But always the invitation to get to know your Lord better. Maybe, maybe you've had a difficult week. Maybe you've had a hard time. Maybe something's gone wrong. Maybe you had a... A health scare. I just went through that. I'm still kind of going through it. In the middle of all this, I've had four surgeries for bladder cancer. Four. Thankfully, it's all microscopic nowadays, and they can, don't have to tear you apart. And my surgeon goes, God must really have something in store for you. I have never seen a human being with that much cancer in their bladder in my life that isn't dead. He said, but yours has never left the bladder. It's, I don't get it. I'm able to just scrape it right off. Take it right out. So I'm still recuperating from that. I got to do it one more time to check to see if there's any coming back. There are some other treatments now. But he said, I don't get it. He said, you've probably had this for 10 years. Back in my younger life, I was a heavy smoker. And they say that that catches up with you at some point in your life. And that's what hey, but it did. But God has been gracious. He has sustained me. He has put us here. 
and I'm going to be here. And I'm, I'm hoping to get people to learn how to run the cameras, help with the music, and maybe even somebody trying to discern their own ministry. There's sometimes people that God's talking to them, and they, they're not sure. Do I want to be a pastor? Do I, do I really want to preach or be an evangelist or share? It's a good place to start and learn. I will work with anybody that God sends here. If you understand things like the Apostles' Creed, you know, the real basic creeds, even the Nicene Creed, they're, they're the ancient, they're, they're the simplest expressions of the faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and one Lord Jesus the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of gods, light of light, very God of very God, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man, who was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate, died and was buried. And the most important thing, on the third day, what did He do? He rose again from the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. How simple can it be? That's what we do here. We are going to be in the face of the spirit of Antichrist every Sunday to proclaim a risen Savior. Glory to his name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that you have given us here today. Lord, I did not know what to expect when I woke up this morning. Would anybody be here? Would anybody's life be changed? Lord, I thank you for the opportunity. I believe that great things are going to happen, not because of me, but because of the Holy Spirit that is going to be in this place. There is a sweet spirit here, Lord. Your spirit. And for those that have a need, Lord, I pray in agreement with them for their need. For those that do not know you, Lord, I pray for the quickening of your Holy Spirit on their life that they may come to know you as Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and, and the soon coming King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Father, I thank you for all that came here today. Some at a great distance, I know. Bless their travels as they head home. And bless all that came to this place today for this, I ask in Jesus' name. And all the people said together, Amen.
Before we depart, I want to remind you, we have coffee. Good coffee, I might add, too. I've been to a few churches that had a witch's cauldron that was going double, double boiled in trouble, and just black goo came out. I always promised I would do better. I was at a church one time, and it was, my fingernails were, you know, in pain. I want to thank all of you for coming today. You have blessed me more than you'll ever know. Just your being here. Just your being here. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of him who created you and redeemed you. Peace of God be with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Amen and amen. Hey, we are out of time for today's program. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this, this very different kind of church service. 
You can find out more about this church at trinitychapelvirginia.com, trinitychapelvirginia.com. Pray that we can find somebody to lead us in music. Pray that God will send somebody to help with the audiovisual. We plan on streaming this service, even having it live on local radio and even shortwave radio. So keep us in your prayers. Also keep this radio program in your prayers. We can use your financial support. If you can help us, consider making a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is P.O. Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. You can also support us from our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. Once again, mailing address, Ancient Word Radio, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.